Okay, so this morning I, I want to speak about how do we hear God? How do we hear God? Because you know what? If we can't hear God, we're deaf and we're dumb and we're not going to go anywhere. We're not going to go anywhere if we don't hear Him. So we all know in the book of Revelation, chapter 2, verses 7, 11, 17, 21, 36, the, the word is, whoever has ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Whoever has ears. You know what? If you come here in the morning and your ears are not open and you don't hear, you're not going to take anything away from you. Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. And faith, the Word says, faith pleases God. Don't you want to please God? My sons, as they grew up, they wanted to please me. And they did lots of things that were really... They, they did a lot, they did more harm than good, but they were my sons and they were trying to please me. And that, that made my heart happy. I would think to myself, wow, my boys are, are so good. Even though they like cut a, a, a pattern in my dashboard with, their stand, with a carpet knife, I thought, wow, hey, Dad, I was trying to draw a picture for you. Why did you take a knife and draw it on my dashboard? My other son took a scourer, the thing that you wash your pots with, and he washed my car. But you know what? I saw the intention of their heart. And you know what? God responds to that in our hearts as well. As we open our ears to hear what he has to say. So how do we hear God? Psalm 16 and verse 6, the first things that it says is, the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. You know what? Each tribe in the, tribe in the nation of Israel was, was given a piece of land and said, this is yours. Nobody can take it from you. I'm giving it to you. And so us hearing God is part of our inheritance. If you've never heard God, I want you to get prayed for this morning. Really, I, and I don't want you to be like, oh, I'm scared. So I want you to be prayed for this morning because you have to learn to hear God. How can you live in God if you are not hearing Him? Psalm 18 and verse 19, it says, He has brought me into a spacious place. He rescued me because He delighted in me. The will of God is a spacious place. It's not a tightrope that we're trying to walk on like this. It's a spacious place. It's, God wants us to run and have fun in the place that He has for us. But you know what? In spite of the fact that God gives us a, a huge inheritance, it does have boundaries. And so this morning, I, I, I've got to mention a few of those things so that you can see... Hey, uh, I shouldn't be doing that because I'm stepping outside of the protection of God. When we go across His boundary and we go into areas that He doesn't want us, we find ourselves in a place where God does not want us. But this morning, I also want you, when you leave here, to step off that tightrope. What do I mean by that? Just something. Is somebody 
believes that God has got the right wife for them. There's the exact right wife, and they can only marry that exact right wife. Guys, I want to tell you, I want to blow that thing up. Because you know what? In the spacious place, there might be 10 ladies that you can marry. There may come along one that you marry and you say, this is the lady for me. And later on you think, oh, but then the boundary line says, I can't go into that place of divorce. The boundary line, you shall not get divorced. But you can have your choice. Some of the boundary lines, guys, the, these are boundary lines. Please listen, and, and, and if you cross the boundary lines on these things, you're not hearing God. Alcohol, excessive alcohol, where you're out of control. Alcohol, uh, gossip. Gossip is out. There's nowhere in the Bible that allows you to, to, to gossip. It does say you can have, uh, take some wine for your tummy, says to Timothy. There are places where he allows some alcohol, but when it comes to gossip, disobedience. Now I'm talking to all the young people, all the children, all the youth. Are they here? Are you listening, you guys? Disobedience takes you outside the boundary line. Means you're not hearing God. Fear. Guys, many people live with fear at different levels. Some people have a little bit of anxiety, some have more, and some have a real lot of anxiety. Fear is not from God. You don't have to live over there outside the boundary line. You know what, if, you, if you're living like that, say, say this morning in your heart, I refuse to live like this anymore. I'm going to get help. I've got two sons, one born again and the other one not born again. They both struggle with anxiety. And so they're on medication, but then they're on their medication, they're living a full life. They're happy, whatever the case may be. But get help. I can't believe how many Christians come to me and, and we've prayed and we've, we've delivered. We've done everything that we can do. We've uh, done deliverance on them. And for me, if ministering to someone spiritually doesn't work, then it could just be a physical problem. And so go and get physical help from a doctor. Keep short accounts with each other. When you, when you don't keep short accounts with each other, you find yourself outside the boundary lines. You find yourself living in a place where you could be taken out by the enemy. And let me tell you, you're foolish if you think you can get away with sin. You are foolish. You know what? Before something happens, do something about it. Acts 28 and verse 26, it says, Go to these people and say, 
You will be ever hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seeing but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. Guys, you know what? I, I now wear hearing aids, not on a Sunday, unless I'm leading the meeting because I need to hear what the people are saying. But I don't need to hear what the people are saying if I'm worshiping and if I'm preaching. And that hearing aid actually gives Gary and Vaughan and them a big hassle because it, it wants to make all these funny sounds with this microphone that I wear. Before I got those, my hearing wasn't great. I would stand in a crowd and someone would talk to me and I, I would try and lip read. If you can't hear God and you find yourself starting to lip read, do something about it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at ways we can hear. These are the handles. Audible voice. Some of the amazing thing, Moses gets this burning bush. But you know what? We all dwell on the burning bush. Actually, what was important was the message. The burning bush was just to get him there so that God could speak to him. Jesus' baptism, Luke 3 and verse 21 and verse 22, when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened. The Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And the voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love. With you I'm well pleased. And so I've heard so many, I've heard so many preachers on the fact that the Holy Spirit descended like a dove. God wants us to hear the message. This is my son, whom, I'm, whom I love. With you, I'm well pleased. Why was that so important? Because Jesus actually had done nothing up to that point. So even when we've done nothing, this is my son, whom I love. With you, I'm well pleased. And you are a son or a daughter. Guys, please, I say this every time, but if, if you're a daughter, I mean, when I say son, I mean you as well, if that's okay. In Acts 9 and verses 3 to 6, Paul gets saved. It says, As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. This light, you often hear this light being preached on that came down and struck Saul. No, what was important? The message was important. So when you find yourself in this situation, these unusual situations, ask God, What's the message? When you have a huge argument with your spouse, when you walk away from that thing, Lord, what are you saying? Do I need to, to work on my 
my ability as a, as a husband or as a wife? How do I get this right? When I was, I, I led a church, I started a church and I led a church down in, in Melspreit in Mapumalanga. And uh, we were at that place for about two years. It was in that time we, we went on a, a trip, not a trip, we went to go and minister in East Germany in a place called Dresden. And we ended up in a city called Halal. And uh, I was walking down the, the, that city is like a wagon wheel. All the roads go to the center. And we were walking down, and the guy walking in front of us, we knew them well, him and his wife. I heard, this is the only time I've heard an audible voice from God. I heard him say, you will take over his church. And I'd only been in Elspate 18 months. I had no clue about moving to Benoni or doing anything that... Uh, I thought would happen. So anyway, I went up there and uh, we used to visit there on a, an occasion because Patty's sister was actually in that church. And uh, I used to say to Patty, can I tell him now? Can I go and ask him? And she would say, no, if God wants him to know, he'll tell him. And you're not God. So wait until he tells him. And it, it happened on numerous occasions. Patty would not even let me tell her sister in case it sneaked out. And one day, he phoned me. He said, Roland, I really feel that you need to come and take over this church. But I think before you do that, you need to fast and pray and ask the Lord. I said, listen, he told me this 18 months ago. Patty's been stopping me. We're on our way. Nelspreit had been a church where I'd gone along. We had started this church with four people. There were two people outside of Patty and I and our boys. And we grew that church to 150 in... in three and a half years, and we were powering. It was, I was like, a, we were part of a, another movement of churches, and I was like becoming the, the golden boy. I was the guy that was doing everything right, that was getting the church to grow. And so I thought, well, I'll go to Benoni, and I'll show them how to do this. I got up to Benoni. I want to tell you, I had, I had the worst years of my life there. It was terrible. Everything I did went wrong. I think pride can block your ears. Pride can have you spending time on the outside of the boundary ropes. So those are audible voice. If you hear God speak audibly, just do it in the right time. Don't mess around. Just do it. People come to me on, on occasion, they say, you know what, I heard God, but I was supposed to have done it. No. Do it. The inner voice, this is where most of us operate. This voice that we have inside of us. The unfortunate thing about the inner voice is that we want to be in control and we want to make Him say what we want Him to say. 
So you'll, you'll, come to, you'll come to Patty and you'll tell her, this is what I feel God's telling me. She said, no, no, I don't think that's what God's telling you. You'll go to uh, Justine and say to her, uh, I, I think this is what God's telling me. She says, no, 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 I don't think so. I think what Patty is saying to you, is, she won't say Patty, but the same thing that has been spoken to you there, I'm saying to you. And so you go around. And as you go around people, it's like, Russian, Russian roulette. This is what God wants. Oh, you're just throwing things at God until, he, until you hear what you think is right. Guys, what normally happens to gamblers? They end up in serious problems. They don't end up in the will of God. They end up in serious problems. We often want our answer, so we don't hear God. Oh, Lord, uh, should I play the lotto? Oh, yes, you said I can. Listen, if, if you win the lotto, you have to tithe. Hearing is conversational. You speak to God, He speaks to you. You speak to God, He speaks to you. It's not... God, this is, what, this is what I want and this is what you're going to give me. No, it's God, yeah, that's what I think, yeah. And so because we have that, we have the need of close friends that we can trust and I would say leadership every time because there are people that have been entrusted with helping you for a reason. So no Bible roulette. I, I would say this is how it should go. What are you saying to me, Lord? And the answer will be because he's our father. Oh, my son, I'm really, I'm pleased with what you're doing. Oh, that means I can go there. No, I'm pleased with you. We need to know His will. Uh, I'm pleased with you, but don't go outside that boundary line. And some of us have different boundary lines. Some of us want to do certain things that God says, no, you cannot do that. It's inside the boundary line. Somebody has a problem with alcohol. They can't control themselves. They just, on a regular basis, they, they, they find themselves getting drunk. God say to you, I don't want you to be drinking alcohol. Some guys, they like the internet and they find themselves going to the wrong places on the internet all the time. Get off the internet. Oh, I can't do that because my job is on the internet. No, 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 no. Your job is not on the, all those pictures and things that you can, can find and scroll through. No, that is not allowed. What do you want to say? Not, this is what I tell you. What do you want to say to me? Have you said that to God when you're praying? Lord, what do you want to say to me this morning? And sit there silent as what you guys are doing now. What do you want to say? What change do I need to have in me? 
Guys, we need to learn to ask the right questions. Show me what you want me to do today. And don't only ask that in moments of desperation. Ask it on a daily basis. Don't, oh Lord, I'm desperate. Won't you show me what to do now? No, when you're not desperate. Lord, what do you expect me to do today? Just some tips. God draws, the devil drives. Hey, oh, I have to buy that house today because the, the interest rate's going up, or I want to set the interest rate and it doesn't go up. I'm, I'm, I have to do it today because all oh, that sale is on, all those clothes that I want to buy. I want those clothes. I want them. I don't, I don't want to miss out on that stuff because it's a sale. Let me tell you something. A sale's not a sale if you don't need it. Let's buy two of those. Let's buy five of those, all different colors, and they'll look different. God draws you. The devil drives you. For me, I want that car. I, I, I need to drive that car. I, I want that car. It doesn't matter how much it's going to cost or what interest rates are. I want that car. What happens? You end up losing the car. God convicts. The devil condemns. There's a huge difference between conviction and con being condemned. Do you know the difference? Condemned. When the devil condemns you, you feel so like, I'm never going to get through this. I feel terrible. Uh, I don't think I'm saved. When God convicts, it's, I repent. Now move forward. I'm a son of God. God is never in a hurry, but the devil harasses. Tomorrow is too late. When God speaks, guys, when God says something to you, and you, I know you don't like it because sometimes when he says something to you, you think, oh no, we have to move in obedience and faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, and we need to do. James speaks about the fact that faith has to be done. You can't just speak words. A lot of people are faith, you know, faith this, faith that. No, faith, you get up and you do it. Yes, yes, one. If you did not obey the last thing God told you, if you did not obey the last thing, and you can't hear God, go back there. Go back there and say, Lord, what did you say to me to do here? Okay, do that. You do it, and suddenly you're hearing God again. Folks, if you can't hear what God is saying, that is a primary thing. Check that out. I found that in my life. Yo, because... You know, in, in John 15, 14, Jesus calls us friends if we do what He commands. He calls us friends if we do what He says. If we don't do what He says, we are not friends. What does that make us? Slaves. Sons are friends. 
If you're not a friend, you're a slave. The Bible, the next way that he speaks to us. Holy Spirit-led, but word-based. That's a serious boundary line. You've got to be led by the Holy Spirit, but you've got to be based in what the Word says. It's for, for me, it's the primary way that He leads me. So if I'm not spending time in God's Word, I'm not hearing Him in the way that I should. Yes, I'll still hear Him, but in His Word, I know this is the boundary line. This is what God is saying to me. So to, do, to be led this way, you have to spend time in the Word. Guys, I, I, I want to I plead with you. Please, please spend time in God's Word. I laughed. My granddaughter was at my house. She said, picked up the Bible. She says to me, she calls me Gumpy. And now it's like she's older now, so it's Gumps, not Gumpy anymore. She says, Gumps, is that the Holy Bible? <laughs> yeah, I said, and it speaks about the Holy Ghost, not the Holy Spirit. Because her father, when, we were, when he was young, he said that the Holy Spirit was the goody and the Holy Ghost was the baddie. vast majority of God's will is in the Bible because that's the boundary. And, and we should never even ask for things that God has commanded. He's commanded that we should not lie. He's commanded that we should not steal. Obviously, He's commanded that we mustn't murder you know, you know what? Meeting on Sundays is a command from God. It says that if we neglect the gathering of the saints, we're actually walking in a place of disobedience. People say, oh, show me. There it is. God doesn't always write things in headlines. We need, if we know the Word, we, we know where we're living. And you know what? I've, I've seen people in this congregation, as they've become regular at church, and I'm not talking about taking a weekend off and having leave. I'm, I'm not talking about that. As people have become regular attenders at this congregation, so their life has got better. And life in many different ways. That's why the church is in the community. If that's not happening, there's something wrong. We need to saturate our minds with the Word and then live in that garden that's a safe place. So I'm going to pray. I was going to carry on a bit further, but we'll do that next week. The Holy Spirit, He guides in a number of ways. I know that Johandre spoke on baptism. The one thing I wanted to tell you about the Holy Spirit is that He's a gift. You don't have to work for Him. He's a gift. Jesus gave Him to us. It's amazing. Are, you, are they going to come up? You're going to all come up, Luke. Cool. So this morning as we go back into worship, I want you to think about some of the words. The one that Tian brought about bitterness. 
Guys, bitterness will take you outside of the boundary line. I liked his word for swamp, swampy, that swampy thing. If you're living in a swamp, there's no refreshment. For me, a swamp is a place where there's no word of God. It's only the word that washes, cleans us. 